Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Ball with your hosts, Ruthvik and Samir. So today, Samir wanted to start it off with something fun. Yeah, you know, Ruthvik, I, you know, recently I watched that Harry Potter special, mm-hmm. you know, with the, all the cast. Oh, tearjerker, by the way, tearjerker. Um, but I was thinking, you know, and I also recently went to Harry Potter land. And okay, so a lot of Harry Potter going on. A here. lot of Harry Potter, and I took the like, Harry Potter quiz. I was a Gryffindor for the longest time, too. Everyone wants to be a Gryffindor. Nobody wants to be a Hufflepuff. I took it recently. I'm a Hufflepuff. You're a Hufflepuff? I'm a freaking Hufflepuff, what? man. But it actually kind of makes sense. You know, like Hufflepuff, you're friendly. Like, you're not very, like, you're courageous, but you're not that courageous. You're kind of just like, you're a like. Yes, man. You're a yes, a man. lovable guy. You're just a lovable guy. Um, so I was, I was getting to thinking, like, everyone knows you're a Gryffindor. I mean, you bench like 250. That's total Gryffindor hey, status. It wasn't me, man. It was just the quiz, the Pottermore quiz. Everyone knows you're a Gryffindor. I was, I was, I was coming to thinking, if you were the sorting hat, who would be your chair, or I guess, like, lead person in each house of Harry Potter? Ooh, I like that. Okay. So if I were to give you the powers of the sorting hat, okay. and I want you to go choose the main man in okay, Hufflepuff, so, the main man in Ravenclaw. Okay, Samir. Samir. So, so what is the animal for Gryffindor? Or what is the... You tell me. You, what is it? <laughs> it's a phoenix. Is it the phoenix? Is it? I oh, thought it was like the lion or something. It is a lion. For the mascot, it's a lion. Right? I'm sorry. Sorry lion. for all the Harry Potter and, lovers. That was a bad mistake and, on my part. And who is the lion of the NBA? And who has been the lion of the NBA? LeBron James. LeBron James. So yes. That's that's end, end of story. I don't okay. care if he's 50 now, 60, whatever he is. Okay. That's the man. That's our, that's our Gryffindor. Okay. Okay. I think with the other ones, it gets a little bit more murky, maybe. So what's the Hufflepuff thing? It's a badger. It's a badger? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I hear badger, I think, like, kind of smart, like an MIT vibe, something like that. Um, maybe someone a little crafty. I, I, I want to go with a coach. Can I go with a coach? Sure. What, what, give me an example. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I hear badger, and I think Steve Nash. <laughs> I don't know. He seems crafty. He knows what he's doing. He always seems kind of in control. Okay. Um, but Steve Nash, I just can't get Steve yeah. Nash out of my head right now. That's interesting because when I think of Badger, I think of Connie Badger. And then you're going to take whatever you want. Oh, I like okay. that. Like someone's going to go there and take like whatever that. he wants. Okay. Like no matter what. And so a Pat Bev? Yeah. Maybe a Pat Bev. Pat Bev? Honey yeah. Badger? Yeah. I feel like he's the NBA equivalent to the Honey Badger. Okay. I think that's fair. But he's more, he's a pestering type of guy. So, so you, you, in your eyes, like the Badger's kind of like a pestering annoyance. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm a Hufflepuff, right? I'm that's not, fair. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. I'm, you are the hu- I am the Hufflepuff, you right? You are the honey like, Everyone likes me, but I can be annoying. I, I talk a lot. I don't like silence. You know, that's how it is. Everyone's got an Achilles heel. Yeah, exactly. There we go. So I, that's why I think I'm more of a Hufflepuff. Okay, okay. You're still missing two more. Okay. So we have the Ravenclaw, okay. obviously a raven. Okay. Um, and the Slytherin. Do we even need to do Slytherin? No, we already know who we Snake is. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. We don't. Next, I mean, next we love question. I the guy, but yeah, I, he fell a Longhorn, but yeah, like, we we don't need to go down that. Yeah, road. we don't need to do that. I don't one. need to get canceled for, for all of the people now. who don't know. It's Kevin Durant, of course. Yeah, yeah we all know that. Yeah, that let's, writes itself. Yeah, let's go ahead with Ravenclaw, though. So Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw, Raven, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Ravenclaw seems kind of like mysterious to me, like someone okay. you can't really get a read on. Um, they probably have like this really cool backstory, but they're just kind of a side character, so you never really, you never really know. You mm-hmm. don't know what they're all about. Mm-hmm. And to me, when I think of that, I think of Derek Rose. Oh, for whatever reason, wow, like I feel okay. like he had a cool origin story, but you didn't know. Like it wasn't like 
plastered all over ESPN. There wasn't the E60 on it, or there might have been. I don't know. It's, I've seen so many. I've kind of gotten lost on them. Big sports guy. Big sports guy. Um, that's how I feel my childhood. But um, but no, I, I I just feel like there's a lot of like mystery intrigue there. There's there's some like like more tabloid type things that happened recently. He got in the um, news for some maybe less favorable things also. So I just think, feel like there's a lot of history behind Derrick Rose, but we'll never really know the full extent of it. And then just, I feel like whenever I was exposed to Ravenclaw in the Harry Potter world, it was just something of, okay, they were out there. Um, they might have had like a cool like moment here or there, but then inevitably they just kind of fell apart. And I, unfortunately, that was kind of the story of Derrick Rose's Rose, career, yeah. tragic career. And Wow. Okay. That's a good comparison. So I, I don't know. That's what I, I kind of think. Of. What about you? Do you have any differing ones? Well, I mean, we can't. We we gotta accept LeBron and KD. Oh, like, that, that those are two. But givens. there might In be the current some, world. Those yeah. are two givens. Uh, like I mentioned, I think uh, Honey Badger. But then uh, on the flip side, you said Pat Bev. I mean, Pat Bev's not a friendly guy on the court sometimes. You know. Yeah. I think. Uh, but I bet I, his teammates love him. Oh, I'm sure they do. He's Draymond of, Green to me. Is okay, a I like that. I like that. Puff. I like that. Okay. Through and through. I like that. Like. He's gonna he's gonna be your friend when you need him to be, and he ain't gonna be there when you don't want him to. Yeah. You know, um, lovable guy, super lovable guy. And I, dude, I will say like Draymond Green, I love him. Like 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 watching him play basketball, I was just like, because I'm a huge LeBron stand, so I'm like, ah, dude, I can't get it out. Like like you've been kind of pesky to him, but watching him off the court and like all his appearances, either on the shop with LeBron or like on inside the NBA, dude, he's so talented and it's like such a fun guy. Great guy. I love that guy. Yeah. Now. But, it, but it's kind of like, it's also kind of like taking a step aside. It's kind of like the same Tom Brady effect. Oh like yeah. Tom Brady. I was like very anti Tom Brady, but now like, he's just like kind of a lovable dude. Mm -hmm. um, but that's an aside. That's an aside. Yeah. And then with the Ravenclaw, mm -hmm. you know, when I think Ravenclaw, I think people who are very intelligent, witty, um, they use their smarts a lot. And, okay. Uh, that's usually what they bank on. And they're generally more introverted people. Mm -hmm. So, to me, I think that's Kawhi Leonard through and throughout. Okay. Someone who's quiet, silent killer okay. on the court. Uh, kind of mysterious, too. Like, yeah. what does Kawhi do with this off season, off time? Yeah. No one knows. Yeah. Sometimes Kawhi pops up in these Terminator commercials. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Kawhi Leonard laughs, you know. But I'll say, doesn't Kawhi kind of give you like Snape vibes? Ah, where that's you like a good one. there's kind of like some like mis like darkness to him because he's so quiet. Like people don't like what what they can't understand. And with Kawhi just being so quiet, like I feel like you never get a good read on him. You're like he must be up to no good. But then I guess he has like kind of the funny laugh thing and the laugh heard around the world, so to speak. That's um, also true. That's a good one too. But I could see him being like the say because he's like he's a good guy, but you don't you wouldn't really know by meeting him maybe. And yeah, and maybe he has some ulterior like, yeah. plan going on yeah. to take over the NBA. Yeah, but I, but I, but I like that. I like that Ravenclaw that that angle. Ravenclaw. Like what you're saying, mysterious. Huh? Yeah. All right, last bit on this Harry Potter thing. Yeah, and then we'll move on to our episode Life After LeBron. Uh, I gotta know who your Albus Dumbledore of oh. basketball is. Not currently. I want to know who your Albus Dumbledore. It's gotta be who Bill, Ru Bill Russell, man. Bill Russell. I think it's gotta be Bill Russell. Is that just because he's old and he has a beard? Partly, yes. You caught me. Yeah. But also, just like I feel like when I hear Albus Dumbledore, I I think of Mystique, right? I think yeah. of like, okay, this guy is an OG of all OGs. Everyone reveres him. Everyone looks up to him. Everyone in the Wizarding world. And I feel like that's what we have with Bill. Like, sure, Kareem is held to that same level. Michael Jordan is held to that same level. But when I think of pure, like, greatness and kind of, like, the 
the origin of greatness, I think of Bill Russell. Like, and I think honestly, his look is part of the the thing. Like, he he looks like I age. He looks like God. Yeah, I mean, like a, like a Morgan <laughs> Freeman type guy. And, yeah. and 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 like every time he talks, he's so cheerful. Yeah, he's like spreading love essentially. And then whenever we see him, every finals, he it's like, oh my God, Bill Russell is still out there. Still doing his thing, he's at like every legends bu- uh, breakfast or whatever they do before the finals. So it's it, or an all star game. So I, I don't know. He just he is basketball to me to a certain extent. And one of our uh, medical school classmates ha- would probably love that. Take. Oh yeah, he would. You know, I I couldn't uh, agree more with your take. Uh, I don't think there's even anyone else to consider. Yeah. Uh, but to the viewers out there, uh, after you guys listen to this episode. We please would like to know what you guys think about this, and Definitely. I would like to know where you guys sort your NBA players. Yeah, you guys want to give us a shout out, and who your Albus Dumbledore may be. Maybe that's Jerry West. Ooh, maybe it's maybe you're like there is no Albus Dumbledore. No one can live up the standard, but we would love to know. And then last thing on this, do you think some of the younger kids growing up, like I'm talking like elementary school kids, view Michael Jordan as like an Albus Dumbledore at this point? Because he's like to them, he's like old, old, right? Like at least like we remember watching a little bit of MJ. I watched a little bit of like Wizards MJ just very briefly. You might have watched like some Bulls MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wonder if like the kids growing up now, like they're so detached from MJ and, and like who he was then maybe maybe that like that's their oh yeah, I yeah. have the shoes, like maybe that's like their Albus Dumbledore. Maybe. Uh he could also be their Voldemort. Oh the way he's painted in today's light. I mean he's I mean he's kinda like my Voldemort. Yeah, I mean you are a huge LeBron guy. I'm he pretty LeBron stands. So, he basically yeah. is your Voldemort yeah. and a lot of people would yeah. maybe consider him the Voldemort of Interesting. NBA. Interesting. The villain that started, you know, all this hate towards LeBron. Yeah. I guess Tom Riddle was like loved originally, right? Yeah. Always and also revered by his followers, yeah. his fans who are Jordan stands. Yeah, maybe LeBron's Harry Potter. You never LeBron's know. Harry Potter. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> I guess with that being said, let's go to kind of the main topic of our discussion today. Mm-hmm. So, the Gryffindor insignia, the man who knows no age, LeBron James, timeless as ever. He's still doing his thing. I mean, dude, this year I think I think this is his highest scoring output since like. 2012 or 11 or something he's yeah. at like 28.4 last i checked might have changed a little bit since then but he's just putting up astronomical numbers no signs of slowing down we he had a couple of like knickknack injuries at the beginning got sidelined with the covid protocol for a bit and we we're like ah is this is the father time finally here nope father time get out of the room nowhere he near kicked it to the curb he's still he, dude he's still dunking it on like he dunked it on jaron jackson jr the yeah, other day i mean he's like 20 years younger than him no problem he got pissed off at them, and he's like, all right, I'm going to show you all what I can still do. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I think you hit it totally on the nail on the coffin. When I think LeBron right now, all I think is, sheesh. Sheesh. Like, like, sheesh, man. Sheesh. Like, sheesh. Like, this, this guy is just like, man, I, I've spent my whole life trying to dunk a basketball. This yeah. guy's at 37, yeah. like, just, like, windmilling still. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. It's amazing what he's done. Um, and as someone like a Kobe stan, um, you have to give your respect to LeBron James, and maybe I'll just say that because he brought my Lakers a championship. Maybe I'm not, but you That's still got to give your response. You know, like he deserves all the credit in the world. He deserves his roses. He does. He he truly does, and uh, I can't wait to see where he is in 13 years, at 50 years old in the NBA, still balling. Oh yeah, easily. I, you know, I, easily. I, I I want my if I have a child, you know, to be able to watch LeBron James at age 50 <laughs> in the league. That's all I could ask for. Yeah. But, you know, you bring up good points. Is like, when does Father Time catch up to him? Because it will. It will. 
Um, maybe it won't. <laughs> I mean, or when does he retire? I guess right. When he does, who is that next person? I feel like it was so. It's been so clear our lives watching basketball. You know, we had MJ. We were really kind of not born for that. Then we had Kobe. I mean, it was Kobe's league, um, and it was pretty clear that right after Kobe, it was LeBron. And there was there, was, but there has not been that next person. I don't think anyone's really stepped up. I mean, KD was talked about for a while, but then he became a Slytherin. You know, <laughs> uh, and respect to him, great player. Um, but who is that person? I I don't I cannot think about. So I, I think the league's been starved for someone, and and it's interesting because I I really can't think of a time period. Maybe like the early two thousands when it was like Nick Spurs, and there wasn't like a true, like I guess that's when like Shaq and Kobe were popping off, but like Kobe hadn't taken the mantle like full force yet. I just can't think of anybody kind of on the up and up now, and I don't know for whatever reason if I don't know if it's because we have too many people. And that everyone is like the baseline of talent is so high nowadays that no one can like truly differentiate themselves. I mean, you compare it to 20 years ago, people like the the worst player in the NBA is so much better than the worst player back then. And the worst player back then was amazing, too. But it's just like crazy to see the amount of skill these guys have now. Like since like five years old, they're they're They got like elite trainers with them or they're working on their game day to day. Now, every any career, too. Right. Even like so we're so we're medical school. So mm-hmm. some of the new viewers know, and even with us, like the access to resources, um, the access to knowledge, the internet, just it changes the game, right? And and I feel like these up and coming hoopers, like they, they're so advanced beyond their years, and and we constantly see funny things like Steph Curry posting, uh, like second graders, and like, oh man, I learned to move from this kid, and that that's the type of world we're living in, not even league, but world we're living in. So in this era of just this like the high floor of talent like what what where does that take us and like can we have someone that stands out like that anymore i I don't know you know i really have never thought about this um it kind of just because it happened so naturally over the last uh, whatever 30 years um and i actually think that step curry was that person he's just too old he's too old to take that mantle um which is crazy because I mean, Steph is very young and still in his prime, but I think he could have been that person. Um, and then, you know, there was talks about Luka or, or Giannis. Uh, they just, I mean, Giannis won a championship, right? I just don't think Giannis resonates with the youth as much. He's a very likable guy. Like, everyone loves Giannis. Great competitor. But you need someone who's going to resonate with the youth and also bring together, like, a city, Right. Like, the Lakers had a lot of success, but Kobe was L.A. Kobe's still L.A., right? Even with Shaq there. Shaq, what? Greatest center of all time in a lot of people's eyes. Most dominant player of all time in a lot of people's eyes. Kobe was still there. Kobe averaging 14 points a game, whatever, as a young kid. He was the face. You need someone to take a city and put that city on the map. L.A. has always been the map, but it was down in the dumps for a while. I mean, LeBron did it at Cleveland. You need someone to literally take a city out of the ashes Put it on the map. I don't know if there's someone out there, but if let's say if someone like a John Morant ended up on the Knicks in three, four years, I think that's where the league should go. That's my thought. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And then the one thing I'd say to that is 
I feel like one thing that holds back the idea of having a new LeBron or new uh, Jordan or someone of that stature, that elk, is the fact that you need to have hype from day one. Like, I think what hurts Giannis, despite how amazing he is and how great he is, is there was a gradual ascension to fame and hype, right? Back when he was like a seven-foot, like, tweener, um, 19-year-old when he was in Greek, trying smoothies and talking about how American burgers are amazing, yeah. like, being this lovable kid, no one was like, oh, like, this guy's that guy, that dude. They were just like, oh, it's a skinny guy. We'll see what happens with him. And then he turned into the Greek freak, as we know him. And so I think he had to mold himself into that, right? Whereas LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, there was a level of, like, either – Either there was immediate hype prior to getting into the league, or there was pretty instantaneous like, like ascension. Oh, he's coming. They're here. Like, like year yeah. two. Like Jordan, rookie year, he's having yeah. like 27, 28. And people are like, oh, oh, wow, we missed out. Like people who took Sam Bowie, oh, we, we, we messed up. We messed up big time. And you knew that immediately. Giannis, you didn't know until like four or five years. And when Jason Kidd finally put him at point guard and he's getting triple doubles, and you're like, oh, wow, they actually have something with him here. But I think with like even Kobe, like you saw flashes, right? You you heard about that work ethic, and you heard about Jerry Jerry West being like, "Oh, wow, this is this is the guy," and yeah. this is what Jerry West saying that yeah. who's like orchestrated all these amazing teams over the years. So I think that's what kind of hurts these some of these players who are at that level, like Luca, Giannis. They didn't come in, and and then also I think them being foreign players hurts them. Yeah, because we in America we love an American product. Right, like no, that's when true, something yeah. says "made in USA," we're like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. I like that." Versus yeah. something made in Greek or made in Slovenia, it's a, there's a little bit of um, taboo to that. Or I, I feel like a little bit of hesitancy to accept that to the same level. Because Dirk was amazing. Dirk had some. Dirk's one of the greatest like scorers of all time, but he doesn't get the love not nearly as much as some of the other players of his generation. I feel like. Um, and so no, I'm interested to see what happens, but I I do like the idea of. New York finally landing someone that can take him to that level. I haven't seen it my whole lifetime. I'm not holding my breath that I will see it during my lifetime. It just seems like a cursed franchise to an extent. But I hope it changes at some point. I think I would cry if MSG came back. It would be amazing. It would be beautiful. I mean, dude, like, the, the fans there are crazy. Like, they're still packed out. They're, yeah. they're still sold out. Everything is super expensive to even get tickets there. And they haven't been, like, relevant, relevant in so long. Like, in my lifetime, I, I guess Patrick Ewing was the last time where they were like, oh, this team is a finals contender. Like, Carmelo, Knicks, were, they were a great team. They were fun to watch. But you never thought that, okay, this team could really challenge the Heat. It was more so, but this is an entertaining team. And that's, that's, a, that's as mm-hmm. high as they peaked. Mm-hmm. This recent year where they were, like, the fourth to fifth seed, they were, they were nice. It was fun to watch. It was a cool story. Mm-hmm. It was like a band of brothers type thing. People maybe overlooked throughout their career and then they came together and reached this point but you never had this moment i thought where you're like oh this is a serious contender yeah i let's i'm bringing it back to kind of you know this idea of i, I mean we all would love the knicks i guess this household at least would love the knicks coming back um but bringing us back to kind of this idea of who is next up i really liked how you said this hype around this player with social media these days, though, isn't, like, every player kind of hyped? Is that is that another reason? Like, like I could go out there and make a crap ton of threes on, like, a podcast or something or, like, a video, and all of a sudden I could be, like, this hyped person. 
and oh, you know, like Samir's next up, uh, and just get a quick following. Is is that the reason why? Maybe maybe this player is gonna come out of nowhere and be someone who's a walk on or <clears throat> be someone who has that work ethic who has not had this social media hype. I mean I, I like ballislife dot com. Love it, but like everyone is kinda hyped. Like, do you think that that's the reason why we don't see this? Or, or, I guess, going another thing is, like, or is it just LeBron's presence and ability to keep doing what he's doing is hindering that next person from stepping up? I don't necessarily think that his presence is hindering the next person from stepping up. I think he propels a lot of people and lifts up a lot of people which is awesome and i think that's something he takes a lot of pride in but i think what does hurt other people is the fact his longevity it just masks their greatness so we mentioned steph curry earlier we mentioned kd like these are guys who should have had their own time in the limelight but lebron being made of vibranium is just still balling out at whatever age he is now like 37 38 and so with that being said you're just you're just overshadowing other players careers unfortunately um for them but for lebron he's just kind of making this case of this is this is truly impeccable and we probably won't see this ever again and it's the same thing that we're seeing in the nfl with tom brady it's it's playoff season right now and think about all the quarterbacks that we could be talking about and like oh this is really cool like they're taking this leap we could be talking about Joe Burrow. That's could, my boy. We could be talking about Justin Herbert. We could be talking about Pat Mahomes. But at the end of the day, it always still comes back to Brady and kind of the records he's putting up still at age, what, 55, 68, yeah. whatever he is. Um, so he's, st- old. he's still pulling in, putting in lots of work. So, I mean, the, I, I think in both of their respective sports, they are just overshadowing the the next generation. And I think it's something that we'll continue to see, honestly. Uh, just because training has gotten so good, um, management has gotten so good. Just from our medical perspective, like we've we know so much more about the human body than we ever have. And mm-hmm. what is it like? Information doubles like every yeah, day or something, right? There's yeah. some there's some crazy statistics. I mean, like our that. first aid books. Yeah, exactly. People don't know what that is. If you don't know what that is. That's like the the Bible if, for if medical you don't school. know what that is. And bless you. Yeah, you're a good life. <laughs> that thing's like tripled in size over the last like ten years. Yeah. And, and so, like, with everything changing so rapidly, like, I think it's just difficult for someone new to kind of lift that mantle and get to that point. Um, so I was, I'm really curious. Like, may, maybe it's something that we're, we just won't have someone like that again. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. I was about to kind of bring up uh, this, like, will we have a low period? Or is it, like, this, like, forever? Like, is there never going to be that one guy? And is that a good thing? For the brand of the NBA, or is that a bad thing? Dude, I think it's a bad thing, man. For the strictly for the brand, for the for the game of basketball, it's a great thing. It's beautiful to see parody, right? Like people who don't follow college basketball at all get so invested in March Madness. Why? Just because we want to see the emotion, the raw emotion, the upsets, the people celebrating on their home, just all the kinds of crazy things that go on in a basketball game. Even if you don't, know, I don't know any of the players playing in March Madness for the most part, other than my my Longhorns. Um, and the transfer team we got out there, and hopefully we're gonna put it together by March Madness. But that's an aside. My Rice Owls, if you guys make March Madness, no, I will literally owls, transform into Hedwig from Harry Potter, <laughs> throwing it back to Harry Potter, and fly wherever you guys are at. 
But that's the thing, dude. Like basketball in sports in general has this power to move people, right? Like when we watch the World Cup, like I don't know, I don't follow soccer like that. I'm sure you do a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't know. But I still get really invested in it. But with the NBA, if you don't have star power for whatever reason, I don't think people will be as invested. And and I because I think part of the, what makes the NBA so great is it's it's half sport uh, half a sports league and half a reality TV show. And it's the best reality TV show in sports, in my opinion. The NFL is more of like a dark reality TV show <laughs> where a lot of kind of questionable things are happening. But the NBA, it's like, it's all kind of within the realm of the NBA and like pretty fun. Mm. It's, it's a lot of um, salacious, some salacious material. You have a lot of... Salacious, uh, I love that word. You love, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then there's a lot of like drama with... Oh, this guy wants this guy. This guy doesn't want this guy. So, I mean, like, and that's why I tell a lot of people, like, if you if you watch all these reality TV shows, you will love the NBA. You don't even need to know basketball. It is so much fun to watch, dude. Like, I don't know about you, but for me, my some of my favorite parts of the NBA season is the off season. Oh yeah, the off season is so much fun, dude. I remember like being a little kid, just being peeled to ESPN to see like, oh, oh, okay, what's LeBron? Wait, LeBron. Okay, LeBron was he in this city. For this long? Okay, okay. And he's yeah. getting dinner with this person? Oh, my God. You know, that brings up a very, very funny memory of the offseason for me. Do you remember when the Clippers legit locked DeAndre Jordan in the house? Yeah. And they were like, you are not signing with the Mavericks. Yeah. And they went to his house, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. Yeah. Literally went to his house with Doc Rivers, locked him, in, locked him inside. And, and at that point, he signed his verbal. Or like, yeah. He, like, he like verbally committed. Yeah. And you're like, you are not signing with the Mavericks. And then he, they changed his mind. That's just crazy. Yeah. How is that not like a fine or yeah. like like breaking legal? Yeah, you know things in the NBA, I, and that's fun. I think that's kind of fun. But that's just uh, it's just so much fun. And like for anybody who loves fantasy, like I know we play a lot of fantasy football, but I play. I'll, I've always played a lot of fantasy basketball as well. And it just every NBA offseason felt like a, like fantasy basketball draft or mm-hmm. um, the offseason there, and we, we're just getting to move around pieces. And I, I don't know, for whatever reason, like the NBA, because there's fewer people on the court, basketball, there's fewer people on the court, greater impact for each player to make. It just feels so cool when you're like, oh, like think about all the possibilities when I take Jimmy Butler from Philly and I put him in my in a Miami Heat uniform and where is that going to take my team next? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what makes the NBA so fun and that's why we kind of started this podcast probably, a lot of the brand and everything. Um, I kind of want to throw another question to you. Yeah. Uh, still kind of on a similar topic. Um, if you were to say, because we're, 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 I think we're both kind of in agreement that we're probably not getting this next person, right, after LeBron for a long time. Um, if you had to pick a candidate, I want, I, want, I want to hear your top three candidates, and I want to know where they have to be. Can they do it at their franchise they're at now? Or maybe even your top two, whatever you want to do. Um, where they had to be and what they have to do in the next five years of the career. Let's just say LeBron were to retire today. LeBron's done. Like he wins a championship, whatever, because I want a championship for the Lakers. I would love one. He wins it. He's done. Okay. Where does that player need to be? And how many years would it take for them to get to where they need to be as that, as a player and what franchise would they be able to take over the league at? And I want you to think about that and tell me the first two players that come to mind. Wait, so spirit. Repeat that question. I heard a okay. lot of words, but Okay, it's typical. This is my it's my <laughs> Hufflepuff and my uh my my badgering here. I want you to pick two players. Yeah. So the first ones that come to mind. Okay. 
I don't want you to hesitate. Okay. Who you think can take on that mantle. Okay, I got it. If it was possible, and what they need to do in their career. Okay. As well as what franchise need to do. Okay. And they can be with their own franchise. They can, if you think they could do it there. Okay. Okay, so one person that obviously comes to mind right now is Jaw. He's been absolutely killing. I think Jaw can do it in Memphis. I've been high on the Grizzlies for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they have so much talent on their team right now, and I think they are continuing to kind of mold together. I love their system. They kind of play through each other, even though they have the superstar player. Um, but they do a great job of filling in for people. Even when Jaw was out for like a couple of weeks, they didn't miss a beat. They just plugged and played. Um, I've heard Charles Barkley on Inside the NBA, to his credit, kind of um, says it, say it mirrored the Spurs system a little bit and how they kind of went about things and how it was greater than their, their star players and more of a team effort. And so I, I'm pretty high on Jaw, and I think he can do it in Memphis. Does he need to win an MVP to become the next face? So I think he does need to win an MVP, and I think more so than an MVP, I think he needs to have a deep finals run early on in his career. Because okay. I think that's the one thing that hindered – because Derrick Rose was that dude. Mm-hmm. Like 22, 23, winning an MVP, youngest ever. He was that dude. He was redefining what it meant to be a point guard. I remember watching that and be like, wait, dude, you were supposed to be passing the ball all, mm-hmm. all game. Like, what is going on? This is amazing. And then, and then the Tomahawk dunks, like everything D-Rose did was amazing and immaculate and just kind of – it recreated the position in a lot of ways. And so I think for Jaw to take it to the next level and really take on the mantle, he's got to win, either make a deep run to the finals or really cause some trouble in the playoffs or win an MVP, one of the two. But it has to happen early because we have such a short attention span. Because you asked me three, four years ago, I would have been like, yeah, dude, it's Carl Anthony Towns. This guy's a freak. He's a unicorn. And now everyone's like, oh, Carl Anthony Towns, like, oh, we'll just get rid of him. Like, time, you are on a ticking time watch in the NBA. Not everyone has the, like, the long-term lasting power of LeBron or KD or some yeah. of those, like, greats. Okay. And then the second player, I would say, is Cat's teammate, Ant. Anthony I, Edwards. I am huge yeah. on Ant, dude. I, I think I, he has the personality, dude, for he's sure. He's got the personality. He's got the elite at- athleticism that you, can, you absolutely cannot teach. And his skill set is so, like, beautiful to watch, too. Like, it, like for someone that athletic to, that, to have a decently polished game at that age is pretty impressive to me. Like, for his size and athleticism, I would expect him to just be clunking threes, but he, he shoots with a decent percentage. He, he's ruthless driving to the ball, and he's just fearless, too. And so I think he has the ability, and I think what he would have to do is get to the upper echelon of scorers in the league and really establish himself as, like, a T-Mac, Harden-type scorer, where he's just always, like, at the top um, of the scoring leaders. And then to really take on the mantle, I think he needs to same thing. Early playoff success slash um, MVP. Can he do it in Minnesota? I don't. Think I don't so. think so. So, so that one, I don't think so. I don't think Minnesota has a great infrastructure. He he has better talent, honestly, than Jaw does. But for whatever reason, it never works there. There's always something that goes awry. But I would love to see Ant in NYC. I think that would be beautiful. Wow, I that's a sight. That would be a beautiful sight to see as well. I I think Anthony Edwards in New York is exactly what I was talking about earlier. Um. I think Anthony Edwards is one thing about him is his personality. Uh, he's, you know, he just he's funny. He's likable. He's cocky, but it's fun cocky. It's like a fun arrogance. It's not, 
rub it in your face arrogance and i, I really i really i like that choice so w- would these two be your choices or do you got someone else because uh, there's some, if there's I some were, pretty big emissions yeah if i were to pick my two that if they had if we had to take the mantle right if we had to I I think one of them. I f- I have a feeling I know what you is my say. boy Lamelo Ball. I knew you were gonna say Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball from Chino Hills, California. Uh, back. Wait, what did he do to you? Time. What did he do to you back in the oh, day? Oh man, when he was in fourth grade, he dropped like forty on me. Probably, man, that kid. He's a hooper. How old I were you, think Samir? I was in freshman year of high school. We don't like to talk about <laughs> it. Um, but now I'm in med school. You know, doing some decent things. Um, but I think that Lamelo Ball. He's very quiet. Okay, he he's not very as to, as as actually out there honestly with the interviews as he's been when he was growing as a little kid. I don't know, man. He, Maybe he is. Okay, Maybe, I haven't been things. on there. Maybe I'm just a LaMelo Ball stand. But LaMelo Ball has the ability to take that to the next level. He's going to turn around and especially I think he can do it in Charlotte and I want him to do it in Charlotte because if he can bring the Charlotte Hornets back to stardom with Michael Jordan as an owner. I think that could be the next person. That would be my first choice. I think all, all the Mellow Ball has to do is take the Charlotte Hornets to the Eastern Conference Finals in this next two years, and he'll be that guy. Because uh, I think after that, they'll, if they are able to have the consistency there, I, that's what I would like to do. I don't actually think if he goes to another franchise, I don't think he does it, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's LA. If mm-hmm. he comes to the Lakers, it's, he's the face of the league um, just because of the brand. I'm not just saying that because I have Lakers bias, but let's be honest. I'm a Lakers fan. Whatever Everyone, you say, man. Everyone's coming to the Lakers. He could do it in Miami, too. There we go. Know, as a Miami Heat fan over here. Or the Bulls. But LaMelo has it. My other one. It's unfortunate. I would love to have said Devin Booker. I just don't think Devin. I think Devin is very good. Very talented. I just, I just, I just, I can't see him as the face. He reminds me of. A like Allen Iverson type player. Allen was never the face, right? Because Cope was there. But dang, for sure, you could argue that Allen Iverson's the best in the league, even over Cope at some points. Um, but my other guy, I don't even think he's even appeared in the league yet. Uh oh. Paulo Banchero. Oh, Paulo. Okay. Dukey. The Duke boy. Okay. Okay. If he can come into the league and take the league by storm next year, I, I you know I really haven't watched much of his game. <laughs> Why are you so high on him? I'll be honest. I don't know. I just think his like his height and everything that could be something. But also, honestly, I don't know if there's another guy. I I really don't. I like I don't I don't think there is another well, guy. Well, dude, for Paula, I will say he he comes from an athletic background. His dad was like a defensive lineman i think at u-dub and then his mom was like an all-time leading scorer at u-dub so he comes from pedigree see that's that's thank you for sharing that i actually did not know that i'm just a big follow banchero i yeah. love his name banchero yeah you know yeah. like brazilian exactly i think that could be really cool yeah yeah uh, no, he he seems he seems like an absolute stud i i just wasn't expecting you to say him yeah, i mean even if it's not him i think it's like you said i think it's someone that we don't even know we don't know you know what they they like they always say like there's like three loves in your life okay okay all right all right your first love okay okay it's like it's like just the crush okay you don't know what love is your second love is the one that hurts right like okay. you you think you you just, you were in love wrong place wrong time okay okay and your third love is the one that comes out nowhere okay 
Our face of the NBA is that third love. It's okay. going to come out of nowhere. Our second love was KD. Okay. So one that hurt. Okay. We loved KD. Okay. Right? Like, we thought he was next up. It hurt. Okay. It hurt bad when, you know, we it thought. Hurt that, it hurt that bad. Yeah, it hurt. I think it hurt. It hurt a lot of people's integrity of what yeah. the NBA was, right? Yeah. A lot of people were like, people who were like Fairweather fans were like, this is stupid. You could just team up on teams. Like, I have my friends, one of my friends at Southwestern. He always was to What's Southwestern severe? Freaking, I'm in Narayan, okay? What's Southwestern severe? <laughs> oh, it's at med school. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, my good friend. He he would always shout like, out shout out to him. <laughs> He'd always complain about. He's a fair weather fan in the NBA. He would complain about how you could just team up, right? And KD, I think, really put. I mean, LeBron did it, but I think KD really put that into light for a lot of people who watched NBA as like kind of not like as much as we do and like pay attention. Um, that that's the one that hurt. The first one, I mean, that's just your crush. Like that's we were like. You know, we we thought we loved the guy, but he wasn't he wasn't that person. Was, was that Russ for you? Who was that? I, I don't. You know, maybe nah. I don't think it was Russell Westbrook. Probably like a James Harden. James, like okay, I like we that. loved James Harden. Yeah. Everyone loved James Harden yeah. at the Thunder, even early on the Rockets, and he just became this guy that draws fouls and all this stuff. Or even Kyrie Irving. Oh, right? okay. One of us, we love Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. and then we find out what his stances on things, and I mean, he deserves the right to do that, but. A lot of people don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And, but this third one, it's going to come out of nowhere. Mm. I, don't, I think it's just going to be like, a wow. Because then we're like, we know, we know what life is going to be after LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to see it. Yeah. And then we're going to be like, we know what we, wa- we, know what well, we love in basketball. A lot of people are touting Evan, no- Evan Mobley as next up. Oh, I, think wow. he's a- I think he's at, no, he was going to go to Michigan State. I don't think he's actually there. I might have to fact check. Evan Mobley? Evan Mobley. Wait, isn't Evan Mobley? No, in not the Evan Mobley. Okay. All right. Oh. I think I think you're you're kind of mixing up some players. I Evan Mobley's in the league. He's Evan Mobley's killing in the league on the Cavs. Yeah. He could be he next honestly up. Could be next <laughs> up. Right, maybe my See, pro- maybe that's what came out of nowhere. Slip came through. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the one that came out of nowhere. But I'm thinking of he looks like he's like the same KD build. He's on Memphis. Oh, okay. under Penny Hardaway. Yeah, I'm not sure that player is. We I'm going to have to look it up right now. Go for it, yeah. Um, or else, or else it's going to kill me. Yeah. But let me see. Let me see. But, man, yeah. I can't wait to see that third love. You don't know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. I, You know, I honestly have not been following college basketball. Dude, you really don't. You got to get back on it. Amani Bates. Oh, Amani Bates. Amani Bates is yes, the killer. Yes, okay. That, that, yeah, that Imani guy's Bates good. Amani Bates is the killer. That guy's good. Yeah. So he uh, he could be next like maybe he's, he's the one. He's like KD 2.0. Maybe he's the one. But also uh, we got Chet Holgram. Chet Holgram, we got Paulo Banchero, but these, so, these, these like we'll these see. guys can come out of nowhere. We'll see. Or is is it going to be that number 60 overall pick? Yeah. Who knows. And I think for you what you were saying earlier about this idea of the brand dying and how much that would probably hurt a lot of fans and you, I don't think you should worry because that third love's going to come. That third person, that person's going to come. And that third person, it's the same thing. Like, in your life, like, you've had three people. You have Kobe, LeBron, and you're going to have that third oh, person. I thought you were talking about private life. Oh, no, no, not your private life. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've only known you for, like, two and a half years. Um, maybe one day we can uh, delve into that on a podcast. We'll okay. call it, like, Sad Boys Podcast or okay, something. Okay, okay. Um, but that third person's coming. Uh-huh. Okay. He's coming. He's coming. And 
and he's going to freaking take the world by storm. Okay. I don't know who that is, truly. And I like uh, this talk because we've, you know, dealt through a lot of players and seen what we think is that person, but he's a coming. Well, I mean, you, you're making this promise, and I, I'm ex- one for, I for one, am excited about it just because just cause going back to what I said earlier, the floor is so high now. For someone to truly be that great and be that dominant, they're going to have to be so damn good. And I can't wait to see what that means and what, what that looks like. It's probably going to be some – and with the, with the way these kids are mutating now, it's probably going to be some seven-footer with like a 4-2, can play any position he wants, probably like built like LeBron. So I, I'm excited. It could it could even be Bryce Maximus for all we know. It could be Bryce Maximus. <laughs> and and I and I cannot wait to watch that courtside. Bryce side. Maximus James. And I cannot wait to watch that courtside. Thanks to yours truly. Yeah, so for you guys who don't know, I made a bet with Rufik uh about Bryce Maximus James, who's LeBron James's uh, youngest son. The chosen one. The, the chosen one. The chosen one. chosen one. So Rufik is a huge LeBron James stan. Loves their family, too, which, I mean, great family. But he said that Bryce Maximus is, you know, going to be this next up. And I told him if Bryce Maximus averages 20 points a game in one season, that season I'm taking him courtside. Courtside, baby. Wherever he wants Bryce to go. Bryce the Knicks. If he's on the Knicks, we're going courtside. Uh, hopefully I will have my medical license still and we'll be, <laughs> we'll be, we'll be good by then. But um, that is the plan. And if that happens, you guys – Listen back. Go back and listen to this episode. Remember those days. <laughs> At that point, once this this co- uh, this podcast is booming, we might as well take a fan too. You might yeah, as well buy yeah, extra you know, We could, we could. I I would be totally willing to do that. Oh, there um, we go, another one. Whoever our number one fan would be at that moment. <laughs> um, so think about it. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I I I think that was uh, some good topics there today. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nah, man. I, I, I really enjoyed today. It was it was cool to kind of reflect a little bit on what we grew up with and then talk a little Harry Potter right at the beginning and then now look into the future. What What is that? Because it's also murky for us personally and then also looking yeah. at it from the lens of <laughs> um, the NBA. It's, it's super interesting. So I'm, I'm glad to have this talk with you. Yeah, well, always a pleasure. Always with, a pleasure. With Ruthvik Alala. Yeah, on, and Samir al Habadi. On all ball. All ball. Y'all get um, it. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, maybe we'll have a little more fun. Maybe we'll get some Game of Thrones action. You never know. Uh, we'll talk about it okay. next time on all ball. Thank you all. Peace out.